Hi, JJ here with The Art of Value. In a recent interview, super investor Bill Ackman was asked what his red flags are for deciding to sell a company. He had two main points to his answer, but Ackman answered with a good amount of detail as well, and he used his recent sale of Netflix as an example, after only holding the stock for a few months, which is unusual for him. Ackman's second main point came in the form of advice to retail investors about when to sell a stock. So let's get into it. Let's see what he said. Firstly, he said even though he's sold, he thinks Netflix is still a great business. And he says Reed Hastings and the team have built a remarkable business that has brought delight to people all over the world. A lot of people. He points out that almost everyone has a Netflix subscription now, but that's part of the problem. In order for the business to be valuable, he says it has to grow at a rapid rate, keep growing at a rapid rate. He said what initially intrigued them was the stock price going from 700 to in the 300s, and it's now about 240 as I'm recording this. What interested him was when the stock went down, he thought if the business could maintain its historical growth rate, it became a very undervalued business. Now if you're watching on YouTube or on Spotify video, you'll see on the screen I've got the recent activity from Ackman, his fund. And you can see they sold out 100% of Netflix after only holding it for a few months. So something happened there that caused them to sell. Now on the screen I've got a five-year stock graph of Netflix and you'll see why they got interested. It dropped, how much it dropped? It dropped 65%. So that's a huge drop. So Ackman has a value investing mindset. He likes Buffett, follows Buffett. So he likes when stocks become undervalued that have got a good future, a good long-term future. So as we can see on the screen now, the stock price of Netflix went back to 2018, January 2018. So that's a huge amount of the stock price wiped out. So you can see why he got interested initially when the stock price dropped. As I'm reporting this, Netflix just reported after hours. So it's going to be interesting to see what's happened in the ne next session. But it, after hours, it jumped 14%. So it'll be interesting to see, was Ackman wrong? It kind of looks like the growth rate might have picked up. I haven't looked at it in depth. I just saw that news. I just thought I'd include that in the video because that might be important. I don't think he's going to buy it back. This is what Ackman said about his initial thesis for Netflix. And let me get this exactly right. In his words, our initial thesis based on the due diligence we had done and what management had stated was that the miss in subscriber growth in the quarter was more sort of COVID related, difficult to predict not due to reaching the headroom of potential growth. So we thought the dip in subscriber growth was just could be just temporary COVID related and it would pick up again. So this is Ackman's first main point about a reason to sell, why to sell. He says, you should sell an investment when you learn new information which is inconsistent with the original thesis. So you had an original thesis, facts have changed and you sell. If you're watching on YouTube and you're enjoying this episode, please consider giving us a like would help the channel grow and I'd really appreciate it. Thanks. The new info he said he learned that changed his mind was that non-paying subscribers, so-called password sharing subscribers, that number was much higher than they initially thought. That's what changed his mind. Said from getting people to move from having free Netflix to being free customers to paying would be quite a challenge, quite a challenging thing to do. In addition to that, he said, and when you add the existing base of subscribers to the subscribers that had a free ride, if you will, you're hitting up against the number of smart TVs in the world. So overall, he says the ability to grow the miss in the quarter and the missing in the second quarter were probably not COVID related, as he initially thought, but rather because 
you're getting closer to the ultimate limits of growth, at least based on existing smartphone and smart TV penetration. So that was a real concern. So adding all those together, you thought that was enough to sell. The second thing that was inconsistent with the original thesis that I think is really interesting, what he said was, Reed Hastings hated advertising. He never wanted advertising on Netflix. And they acknowledged that in order to make the math work, the business model work, we're going to have to go to an ad-supported tier in our pricing. And there's something they have no experience with. So I found that interesting because uh, Spotify, I'm a Spotify shareholder, and they've always had it had an ad-supported model or a freemium model. So people are used to advertising. On Netflix, people have always paid, apart from those free, free uh, password-sharing subscribers. So to introduce advertising, he thought would be difficult. And it's going to be interesting to see if Netflix makes that work. Eggman said that he's in the business of finding companies where we can predict with a very high degree of confidence what a business looks like over a very long period of time. And what it sounded like there that what changed about Netflix is that he decided he could not do that with Netflix. Further to that, and this sounds very Buffett-like, he says the only way to value a company in our mind is not just pick a multiple of next year's earnings, it's finding the business where we can predict the high, with a high degree of confidence what the cash flows will be over many, many years and build a model. It's, as I said, that sounds very like Buffett and Munger. That's the way I'd like to do it, to be able to predict over long term with confidence what the business might be like in, say, 10, 20, 30 years over decades. And that's what he thinks about Netflix. He says specifically, and we lost the ability to build that model with Netflix because the dispersion of potential outcomes and ad-supported streaming is successful or it's not, and the growth rate is slower than we expected or it's not. There's a risk profile change, predictability of change, so we sold. So they could didn't feel have a high confidence that they could predict the future of Netflix any longer. That's why they sold. Even though it might do well, he acknowledged that it could do well. The risk factor changed though, and that meant they were out. Have you ever sold a company, sold a stock because the, your thesis changed, the facts changed, and you decided to sell, and it was a good decision to do so? Let me know in the comments, and let me know what you think about what Bill says as well. So this brings us to his second main point and his advice to a retail investor. He says, the advice to a retail investor would be, if you bought Tesla because you love the cars, you thought you were paying a fair price for the stock and you thought it was going to grow at some kind of basis and then Lucid or someone else or BMW comes out with a car that's much better than Tesla and you expect all of a sudden Tesla not to have some monopolistic share of the business, you know you should sell. Now, I should say he's not saying that's the case with Tesla. He's saying that if he's giving a hypothetical example I mean, people are pretty keen on Tesla, pretty have a high conviction. So he's saying that the thesis can change. It does change. So if that happened with Tesla, you'd have to make the hard decision to sell. So that's the point too. And let me get this right in his own words. So if you have a thesis going and then new facts emerge that are inconsistent with the thesis, generally, if you keep twisting that thesis to come up with a reason for owning the stock, it's going to be a problem. So if you've had high conviction and the, the facts change, and you kind of want to twist the thesis saying, oh, it still might work. You kind of fall in love with the stock, fall in love with the company, but the facts change. You can twist your thesis to still think it might work, but it, it probably won't. So that's a reason to sell. He said it didn't take him much courage to sell Netflix in the end because it was the economically rational thing to do. He looked, checked the facts, 
checked the risk profile and decided to sell and he thinks that was the right thing to do. So no courage involved at all, even if he used to have high conviction before the facts changed. So on making mistakes, and remember Manish Pabrai has said through John Sir John Templeton that the very best investors make are going to be wrong one out of three times a third of the time and very good investors are going to be wrong about half the time. And that's okay, you can still do well. But he says everything we do is big. So a mistake, the numbers will be large. And so we're kind of used to that, but we don't like making mistakes. We don't make many mistakes, but if we make one, you're going to read about it in the news and it's going to sound really big. He also says 400 million was a lot to lose, a lot of money to lose, or 400 basis points, 4%. But this is a high return strategy that they're doing, and we can afford to lose 400 basis points, where we find. So he acknowledges that they made a decision to sell, they made a mistake to buy it in the first place, or maybe it wasn't a mistake, whatever, maybe it was a mistake to sell, we'll find out later, but they'll recover and they're fine. They're just used to dealing with big, with big money, it is a lot of money overall, but in percentage terms, not really. And that's the most important thing. Those were Bill Ackman's main points about when to sell a stock. If you found value in this episode, if you've enjoyed it, please consider subscribing on YouTube if you haven't already, or in your favorite podcast app. If you're there, please follow and subscribe, and I'll see you next time.